number 54. Yeah. House with the bamboo door. Ooh, I love this. Bamboo I just want to listen to this for a little while. Let's just do that. <laughs> We're live at 990. Ooh. Know. Got Gene Whipple, Philly Homegirls, sitting in with us today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We have Gene Whipple, owner, founder. We said Grand Poobah. Grand Poobette. Poobette, sorry. <laughs> Philly Homegirls, so nice to have you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Want to talk? The intro. Oh, yeah, it was a great intro, hand-selected by you. Um, <laughs> wanted to talk to you a little bit about the Philly Homegirls today an amazing brand it's been around in the philadelphia marketplace for quite some time now and wanted to kind of get a history lesson on how you created it founded it grew it and went from there i think that's a pretty interesting trajectory um not many teams have the type of success that you have so give me yeah no problem give me um give me sort of how you got to be the philly homegirls what was the inception the creation it was a funny story it was one of those brand farts (laughs) (laughs) farts <laughs> <laughs> just out of the blue <laughs> you know that book um the e-myth every entrepreneur has a business fart so that's how it started <laughs> that's great um but i was on the phone with one of my fellow small business owners mike ski of true hand society and he was telling me i needed a brand and a tumblr account so i'm driving and texting and driving after i hung up with him tumblr okay yeah so yeah. it came just came to fruition i texted him Philly homegirls. And he was like, yep, that's it. So you're a licensed realtor at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've been in real estate for how long? I'm having my 18th real estate birthday this oh, year. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm finally legal. Time, fl- <laughs> time flies. <laughs> you can vote now. Um, no, but you've been, you were in real estate for how long before the Philly homegirls creation? I would call that was about 2000, it was 2010, so eight years at that point. Okay, so you've been in eight years kind of on your own, doing your own business, and decide that you want to start a team and grow a team, and that's where, okay, and that's where it starts. Yeah. So you decide that you're going to do Philly Homegirls, you have this uh, this sort of idea. How do you get started? What's your first uh, like go-to to get going? Did you have other agents already interested in joining with you? or? Well, it goes back a little bit it's kind of a sad story but I was on the team with my best friend Dawn White at the time and this sweet remember Dawn yeah Yeah. I conceived this idea for us right before she got diagnosed with ovarian cancer and passed away 11 weeks later Mm. it was kind of a car crash and I immediately scrambled to get some new people together and um, I had found a new partner and we got quite a few new team members the team members were um, joined very slowly over probably the next three or four years. So from I was just reading an interesting article real recently that was written in 2016. I don't know why I still have it saved. I have quite mm. a backlog of things to read, but it was uh, the team team handbook that Real Trends wrote, and it was talking about three different kind of teams. And it starts usually of one of two things. One is either Someone who is an individual that has so much business, they need people to close an extra business under their names. And the other one is where people get together in need of sharing support. So Mm. at the time, that's kind of what it was. It started out as people sharing assistance, and then it became um, enough business to have people closing the business. Interesting. So that's, that's actually really interesting. So there's two ways that, you know, 
teams form. One is because there's too much business. One is shared resources. So your starts with shared resources and kind of quickly develops to getting too much business and needing more Mm -hmm. agents to help close it and buyers agents i would imagine right yeah yeah okay. fast forward um 2019 at the nar convention i was listening to a speaker describe how to build a team i don't know why i went to this because i already have a team but might as well listen to it and it was so funny because he described everything that i'd gone through without i mean if i had just gotten this playbook before i went through everything it would have been really helpful but um, what happens when once you get a team is the first thing you do before you get anything is an assistant that helps you grow. Obviously, that's what everybody says. Sure. And then leads, not people before leads. And then he was talking about um, creating positions and what kind of positions you need. He was very formulaic about it. But then he discussed how people fall out. And that's something that you don't expect. And it becomes when people fall out and you lose employees, it becomes very messy and very emotional and very painful. And it's like the worst thing mm. that ever happens is sure. firing people. And um, he talks about a plan on how to deal with that and how normal it is and how healing should be as easy or as obvious or as a preliminary of a plan as um, growing. Mm. Interesting. And you had part of that, interesting sort of dynamic of your team was there were two partners in the team partners split mm -hmm. and went different ways so that's also something unique for your team than i think a lot of other teams and it didn't kill the team you kept the team going and kept it thriving and it's probably better than it ever has been at this point you know with the amount of agents and business that you're doing um, so I think that probably speaks a little to what you're talking about, too. There's some ups and downs, to say the least, right? Right. It's very important or important in a partnership that you have similar visions, and it doesn't have to be exactly the same. In fact, two different visions or two different parts can should play together equally. And one of the reasons I knew that I could be in a successful partnership is that I have a few in other businesses. I have a development company, and my partner and I have known each other for 20 years, and we've never gotten in a fight. So it can work, but there's an equal balance of what he does and what I do, and it's two different things, and we let each other work um, independently and trust that those two things are getting done successfully side by side. Yeah, the partnership certainly has its own dynamics. It, a lot of it is... Exactly. Trust is, I mean, obviously the, the cornerstone, right? But personality and dynamics like that can be better or worse for, for partnerships, yeah. to say it's, the least, right? Yeah, and uh, I think in our case that the split, both partners had good ideas, but they weren't going to work together. So my idea currently is that I really want to create a very special place for agents to give the best possible ex stellar experience to clients who will want to come back and nurture a community of clients and also have balance in life because authenticity is very important. Um, nobody wants a million dollar listing real estate agent that runs around and shoots money guns. People want to work with people that are like them and they want to be calm and organized and knowledgeable and available and, and dependable. So it's important that the agents on my team are the same way, kind and balanced and never mm. running around like maniacs and always in tuned and always in touch and um, always following up in effective ways. That's an amazing value proposition. Thank you. And I will say this from the Elfant Wissahickon Realtors side that 
I think it's so in line with us as a brokerage too in our values as well. And I think that's why it's been so exciting to have you as part of the Elephant with the Hicken family. And hearing that directly from you just revalidates that and validates it further and further for me, especially to do that for the consumer and have that value proposition for the consumer is everything. And I'm sure that's a hallmark and cornerstone of why people keep coming back mm-hmm. to the Philly homegirls when they're ready to sell when their cousin's ready to buy, when they're, you know, whoever, right? Mm-hmm. And you're seeing probably a lot of referral business. I mean, is that a huge part of your um, volume and, and a huge part of your transactional business is probably referrals? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's really important for us to create experience and ways for our clients to tell our story. Because if you just tell your story yourself over and over again, it becomes a little less believable. When, but when you have your clients telling other potential clients mm, your story and you enable them to do that, uh, it makes it a lot easier. That's a really, really great point. Um, so we're going into 2020. Yeah. It's going to be a big year for Philly Homegirls. Oh my God, I love it so far. It's been <laughs> the best year ever. I know. It's been the best year ever because it was like super weather for January. Yeah. <laughs> we can actually be out and about too. But I think the market's looking pretty good for this year. Would you agree? Yeah. What's your market outlook? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I mean, I'm a statistics person. Yeah, I know. And you're very data driven. Oh God. Which is good. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> but I'm hearing that the annual increase is going to be 3.3 and last year it was 6.4 and it ended up being like 5.9. So the 3.3 is probably pretty accurate. And this goes, um, we look at both Kevin Gillen's reports and Zillow, actually, because um, they can't do a CMA, but they can do an average. Sure. So the forecast looks good, in your opinion. Yeah, it looks good for people to take a little bit more time for themselves and relax into it. I like that kind of market. I don't like it to be a hair scare. It's yeah. hard to be successful when there's a lot of anxiety yeah, around that, things. that's tough. And, and then we've seen that, I think, over the past couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Extremely competitive marketplace, a lot of multiple offers, a lot of buyer attrition as a result, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully it'll be a little bit less, I mean, still robust, but mm-hmm. maybe a little less stressful. I hope so. I hate stress. It's a killer. <laughs> Nobody likes it. Um, this has been great. It's been great to hear a little bit about Philly Homegirls, how it was created, where it's going. And, you know, I think in hearing from you and hearing your value proposition and your mission, I know that, uh, you know, it secures it for me that your brand is amazing and it's going to continue to grow. I'm thank sure you. exponentially, especially with Elephant with Hicken. I was going to say thank you and yes, and it's been an incredible experience being here at this brokerage. And I don't think we could have gotten what we did get done in 2019 without you guys. You're amazing. Well, thank you. We appreciate that too. I love it here. Um, we always go out the way we came in here, and I love the way you decided to come in. So let's hear, let's hear what we got. There it is. Let's go. And also, you get a huge round of applause. I love it. Gene Whipple, Philly Homegirls, live from 990. Thanks for coming in.